Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Well, we're coming upon the end of another week, and I hope your week was fruitful. Uh, We're still continuing on with managing your anger today. And I know that sometimes, um, even though you may not be angry with your loved one, right? We all get angry at times. And as we get angry, we shouldn't let it affect what we do. And so this series on anger is just to help us own our anger in some cases and then to learn how to release it and to use it constructively so that it doesn't fester within. So as we continue, I hope that you're learning and growing as I did, as I researched about anger, because sometimes when we're feeling frustrated and things of that sort, we may not know that anger could be at the bottom or at the root of it. You know, something that could have happened many years ago and you don't know that that's really what's festering you to get so quick tempered at times. And so the scripture helps us learn how to deal with our anger in a godly way. So today, our scripture comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 32, and reading from the New American Standard Version. Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, But rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for the edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, do, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, ten, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. This scripture um, patch, pu- punches a pack, right? <laughs> Packs a big punch. That's what I wanted to say powerful in other words here we have the apostle paul instructing the church at ephesus not to be angry with one another and the assumption is obvious right they were angry there was anger amongst the believers yet this scripture it 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 acknowledges that we do and can get angry at things at circumstances and with each other but the key is to address it and then let it go and move on. This scripture shows that allowing anger to fester within our hearts gives room for the devil. That's what Paul has stated. And we know that when we allow the devil any access, any access in our lives, he causes chaos and destruction. And Paul is very specific how the church at Ephesus was sinning, right? It lists it in, in the scripture, it says that some people were stealing because he says that they need to work so that they can share with one another. There were unwholesome words that proceeded out of their mouth. And then there was slander. 
and all those other kind of things was going on in the church. I can also, you know, assumed there was gossip, lies, holding judgment or grudges against one another. And some people could consider this to be, you know, minor. But the reality is it causes division within the church. And if you read further in the book of Ephesians, you find that Paul therefore stresses for them to be unified in Christ, for them to come back together because of the division that has occurred as a result of their sin, that he's saying is caused by anger. Therefore, Paul instructs them to stop the sin among them, which steals their joy. And so he also admonishes us to stop the sin that is among us the sin of anger which steals our joy as individuals as well as collectively and admires our witness for Christ dear one in this season of caregiving you may be angry but now is the time to let it go isn't it better to be obedient to the word of God and surrender your anger to him than allow it to fester Allow him to bring peace to your heart and forgive. And I know this is a huge word, forgive, you know. But forgiving the individual who has harmed you does not mean that you're saying that what they did was okay. No, it means that you are no longer allowing that to have a hold on you. You're no longer allowing it to continue to harm you mentally or physically mentally in the form of stress and anxiety but also physically because stress and anxiety can be manifested physically can't it in the forms of high blood pressure a stroke god forbid a heart attack weight gain weight loss the body reacts and so forgiveness releases you from the whole of that hurt and it also allows god to work Allow God to work in you today and ask him to help you to forgive others so that your anger does not cause you to sin. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for reminding us that harboring sin, allowing it to fester in our hearts and in our minds, can manifest itself physically. And then it breaks down our witness as your sons and daughters. It breaks down the unity that the church is supposed to have. We're supposed to be united in you, our Savior. But when we have anger that is unconfessed, anger and there's no forgiveness, it really destroys the church, which is what the enemy wants. Not only does it destroy the church collectively, but it destroys us individually because then we distance ourselves from you as we are so consumed with hurts and wrongs that people have done to us. And so, Father, we come asking you to help us manage our anger. Help us to not to sin as a result of that, to not give the devil an opportunity, but that before the sun goes down that we have rectified things. And granted, we know that sometimes it may not be as easily to, you know, rectify the wrong like within a 24-hour period but that help it to be our goal father that we work toward coming to reconciliation reconciliation of maybe repairing the relationship or just forgiving that person and then just distancing ourselves from them 
It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to be in close relationship with the person who is toxic, but to forgive them and just move on. So we ask for that help today as we embark upon this season of caring for your loved one, our loved one. We don't want anything to hinder us in allowing their last season to be a season that is filled with love and joy and peace. This we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.